and welcome to another episode of Dancer Talks. My name is McCall Sheets and I'll be your host. The mission of Dancer Talks is to share stories and information that people want to hear. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with the fabulous Naomi Corti, who is a dancer in the New York City Ballet. Naomi, can you tell me a little bit about your dance journey so far? I was born in Luxembourg and I grew up in the south of France. Um, and my family was like a really big sports family. Um, everyone played soccer and like, like my grandfather was a goalie. My dad was a goalie. My brother was like, everyone just kind of like, no one was a dancer. Um, and my grandmother actually had danced when she was like my age now. So up until she was like 18, Mm -hmm. she had trained and her parents didn't approve of it. So she did it behind their backs kind of, and like snuck to ballet class because she loved it so much. And then when they found out, she had to quit. So I think, like, she had this, like, deep love for ballet, but no one, I'm the youngest, so, like, no one in the family was a dancer. (laughs) And then on my mom's side, like, no one in the family is a dancer as well. So, like, no one really knew anything about it except for my grandmother. And I think she kind of was like, Naomi dances around a lot. Like, maybe put her into ballet. So I think I started dancing when I was two or three. Just at, I think it was called... Marie-France Seychelles, I think. I can look it up and send you the actual name. But um, it was a small studio in Montreux, France. And then when I was like five or five, I think, I moved to Southern California with my parents and my family um, for my dad's work. And then I found a competition studio that was just like the first thing that popped up and someone knew it from my dad's work. And they were like, oh yeah, she can go here. So I did some like competition dancing. I didn't compete, but it was that kind of a studio. I think I like understudied a lot of competition (laughs) dance pieces. And then when I was nine, I had met a lot of friends at school that were dancers because I kind of gravitated towards them, of course. And I I went to see my friends in Nutcracker because they went to a different studio. And Tyler Peck was the Sugar Plum Fairy. And that changed my life (laughs) forever. That's the reason probably that I am where I am today. And I remember sitting there with my mom and we were in the orchestra and I don't think I took a breath the entire time. I was just stunned when she was on stage and I couldn't believe how she was dancing. I'd never seen it before like that. And that was the day that I decided that I was gonna take ballet seriously and I was gonna be a dancer. I had like done track and played soccer and all those sports and whatever. And that was the day that I was like, nope, ballet, this is it. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And so I moved to that studio, California Dance Theater. And that's where I trained under Kim Maselli um, until I was 13 years old. And then when I was 13, I had gone to PNB Summer when I was 12. And I really liked it. It was my first time um, experiencing Balanchine and that aesthetic. And then also my first time being away from home for five weeks, which was so scary. And it was very very homesick um but I think it kind of I was getting ready to go to like farther now I had been to Seattle I was like maybe New York so I I, um auditioned (laughs) I auditioned for um I was thinking about maybe auditioning for ABT because my studio was an ABT satellite studio at the time I don't know if they are still but at the time they were and I was like, maybe ABT, maybe like Ballet West. I wasn't sure. And one of my dance teachers, Jean Mubin, was like, you should go to SAB. You would love it. Like, you are meant for SAB. 
and I had like really no clue what it was. I had kind of known because I watched I think Strictly Ballet a little bit. <laughs> um, and yeah. so I think it was like Super Bowl Sunday and my mom was kind of just on a whim was like, get in the car, we're going. You're an audition. And I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> so I packed my bag, we left, we drove two hours away to audition. And I was like, this is crazy. Like there's so many people and I had no clue who anyone was. I think Katrina Killian was teaching the class and maybe Kay was in the front. And I was so, or maybe Darcy was there. I can't even remember. I was so nervous though. And I'm standing on a center bar and I just, couldn't even imagine having that much fun in a ballet class. Like I left and I felt like it was just the best hour of my life, even though it was also the most stressful hour of my life. So that was super fun. And then I went to SAP summer. So I was 13 years old. And I think within the first or second week, they had contacted my parents. We're like, we want her to stay. And my parents didn't tell me until like a week later because they wanted me to like make a decision about it or like make an, have an opinion on the school before I knew that they wanted me. Um, and then once, once they told me, they were like, we think you should go. <laughs> because it's an opportunity. They were like, if you don't like it, you can always come back. But they didn't want to hold me back and feel like I held that against them later on or I regretted not going. So they were really, really great about letting me go. I think people gave them a lot of weird looks when they heard that their 13-year-old daughter moved across the country. <laughs> I honestly can't even imagine like what my life it's the only growing up and childhood that I could imagine happening so it felt pretty normal I lived in incredible dorms with incredible dancers and the best staff and so I went to SAB when I was 13 and then when I was 17 I got into New York City Ballet and I was an apprentice <laughs> that's all of it <laughs> kind of a long story but <laughs> That's an awesome story. It's like a star is born, like when your grandma said she should start dancing. That's amazing. I even believe that I didn't know what New York City Ballet was. And I remember I was like, I always thought I wanted to dance with um, Ballet of Monte Carlo because that I, it was the first performance I had ever seen when I was a baby baby was Ballet of Monte Carlo doing Romeo and Juliet. And I, it was, I think, Jean-Christophe Maillot's Romeo and Juliet, which is oh, wow. probably one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I was like, that's where I'm going to dance. So everything, I was always like, like Ballet de Monte Carlo or like ABT, like those were, which two very different companies, but those were the two that were in my like peripheral, I guess. And like, I knew about them, but not very much. And then I watched a lot of like, Juliet Dowery growing up and YGP like that video what was that called first position that was yeah. like my childhood years that was the like movie about dance and like center stage those movies were like amazing so that's all I knew about ballet really so I don't what, know what was it like here, but... <laughs> um what was it like being an apprentice in such a astounding company like being was, a newbie it was terrifying and exhilarating all at the same time um I think when you're in the school you don't really perform much so you have workshop your like last year maybe your last two years in school other than that I hadn't had like any really 
performing opportunities other than lectum. So we would go to different boroughs and perform lecture demonstrations. But, and that was like for children and for families. So I had no experience really. I think I performed once on the Coke Theater, or twice on the Coke Theater stage. One was for a lectum for a family Saturday. And I was like doing bar and I thought it was the most amazing thing in the world. I was so excited. I think I redid my hair like five times for it. And that was probably my like C2D year. So it was 15 or 16, maybe 17 at the time. And then we did send a ballet for the company when I was in C2. So I was 16. And I just remember my first week in the company, I was so afraid. I think I said sorry to like every dancer in the company, maybe 20 times <laughs> in that first week. I was so afraid of like being in the way and just like, I was, I didn't feel like I belong. Like it wasn't that they made me feel like I did belong. I felt like I was a fraud. I was like, oh my God, I should not be here. How am I here? And then I kind of started to get used to it. I knew some of the dancers and everyone was so welcoming and they came and introduced themselves. Um, Jonathan Stafford introduced us on the first day and was like, we have new apprentices and listed us off. And so it was like this moment and I was the first one that got called out and I was just like standing in the back of the room like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. But it was like incredible just to have a principal dancer or not even a principal, just any dancer that you've looked up to for how many years. And like, they came up to us and just treated us like family. And that was the best experience. So I think after the first couple of weeks, I was like, oh, okay. Because we had two weeks of rehearsal period. And then it was time for the first show. I didn't have a long day of rehearsals before then. I think I had like a dress rehearsal and then we had a pretty big break before the show. I think they might have done that on purpose to let us kind of get ready. And I think I had my makeup on maybe three hours before curtain and I was the first ballet, but still like did not need to do that. It was emeralds. I was so nervous. And I was in the front, which I was way too tall to be in the front like group. But I was like standing there ready to start and the curtain came up. And I remember I was like shaking right before the curtain came up and this wind hits you. And then it's just like, cause the cold air from the audience just like gusts onto you. And I just remember being like, okay, this is it. I never want to forget this feeling. Like it's amazing. Um, and then I was just really nervous all the time, kind of. You just want to prove yourself. You want to work as hard as possible and you see these dancers doing everything so well and you just want to prove that you belong there and it's like you get a glimmer of it and you're like i want to hold on to this forever and you're getting to work with dancers that you've looked up to for so long and it's just the best experience um it is scary because you just you the ballet masters don't know you well yet and you want to prove yourself and you don't don't want to mess up. You want to be perfect and that's never possible. We're all human, but it was, it was crazy. It was a whirlwind of a year. And then I had some incredible opportunities. I had some bad injuries and now we're here. <laughs> I got my core contract. <laughs> How did it feel to get your core contract? It was really, it was a crazy day. Um, it was the last day in Saratoga. I had I had been injured my, the spring season leading into Saratoga. I had been doing a slide, a partnered slide, and my foot got stuck in the Marley and I went over and sprained a capsule on the top of my foot. It wasn't major, but I, I was out for four or five weeks and that was all of season. It was, it was like opening night of the ballet. 
of that season and I was so upset. I was like, no, this is not the time. I'm still an apprentice. And then I came back, I rehabbed, I did everything and I was back for Saratoga. And I think I came back to PC2, which is like the hardest core ballet. <laughs> um, so I was feeling like really confident that I had proven that I could take care of myself. I was back. Um, we did Coppelia. They had to cancel one of our shows because it was too hot. And I was like, oh my God, I just like need the suspense to be over. Like I just need this meeting. And they always have the meetings the last day of Saratoga. So I was like, are they going to send us home without having our meetings? I was so nervous. We had the last show, but I wasn't in it. So literally we had class that morning and I had no clue if it was my last class at the company. And I was so nervous. Aww. I was just like, so I was stress sweating and it was hot. And then I went upstairs, I showered after class and like put a dress on and I was like, okay, it's fine. And I went in, it was just John and Rosemary and they told me that I got my contract. And then I think I went back outside. Um, all We have mentors in the company so when you're an apprentice you have like a group of mentors and then one specific mentor that's like your mentor um Kristen Sagan was mine and she and like Sarah Adams and Lars they were all outside just like waiting to congratulate or console <laughs> they didn't know either so they were just like there and I just remember I just I think I cried and then I hugged everyone. I didn't know what to do. So I like went up to the dressing room to finish packing up because I had to pack up my theater case. And then I like called my parents. I went and bought myself a New York City Ballet sweatshirt because <laughs> I had like this <laughs> superstition all of my apprentice year that I like, couldn't own New York City Ballet like gear yet because I wasn't technically part of the company. I was really nervous about that. It's such a stupid su superstition, but I had to like, that was just all I could think about was like, no, you cannot buy this yet. So then I went to the gift shop and I bought it. And I, my friends, like, we just, I, we went and got barbecue at this really great barbecue place because <laughs> I really wanted it the entire time. But I was like, no, this will be like, this will be after the meetings. And then I went home, I cleaned, I went back and like watched the performance and then I drove home in the bus with everyone else. So it was like a very normal day, but it was just like, I, it was just, it felt like all the hard work because when I got my apprenticeship, like, it felt like all the hard work had paid off. And then it was even harder the next year. And then that felt like, okay, I've proved myself. Like, they know that I work hard. They know that I want this. They know that I deserve it. Like, now I feel like I deserve it. Like, this is, I'm ready for the work to start. And then it just felt like, it was, it was great. I don't know. It felt like my dreams were coming true. I don't know how else to put it. Was, yeah. was there a time where you had to step in for someone in a soloist or principal role? Yeah. <laughs> um, that was my apprentice year. I, so there's a bit of a backstory to this, but when I was in my D year at the school, my senior year, I, um, Noah Gelber came to the school. He's a Forsyth, um, I think he danced with Forsyth or he now, um, stages the ballets and he came and taught us a variation from a solo from Herman Schmerman and we were learning it to film for like auditions and so I remember learning it when I was in the school this the Katie Tracy um her what was it Katie Tracy? Margaret Tracy not Katie Tracy sorry Margaret Tracy um her solo that is like the best, it's so fun. It's so fun and quirky and you're sassy and it's just, 
empowering and I learned it and like I remember all of our teachers were sitting in the front and this was the first time I'd ever done Forsyth and we were all so nervous and then I left the studio and I turned to Julianne which you know and I was like I want to do this ballet one day that was the best class ever and, and like some people were like that was so weird my back hurts like yeah like, <laughs> I felt like on top of the world I was like this is so fun what how I've never how have I never known about this so that was awesome and then the next year I'm, I'm an apprentice with the company and it's like nutcracker and I they say like no Gilbert's coming and he's gonna watch class and he's gonna cast for Herman Schwerman or for a Forsyth ballet I don't even say they I don't even think they tell us the ballet yet maybe they did it might have been on the schedule I don't know but I it, I almost like didn't even I didn't even like picture myself doing it I, it was just so far out of reach that I was like oh okay like this is a good opportunity to like get my name out there and like maybe one day when I'm 20 like 20 years from now I could do it again and like who knows and so I like take class it's normal we do company class every day and it was that was it he watched with Rebecca Crone who was the ballet master for the um that ballet and the next day or like a couple days of watching we get and we get our like schedule for the two days in advance so every, like two days in advance we get our schedule um for the that day and it just has like the entire company like every block hour by hour saying like what studio what ballet the ballet master and then the names of, like in our last names who's called to the rehearsal and there was <laughs> it was like right after class and it said like Mern's Phelan, um, Pollux, Hiltine, and Corti, and, like, a bunch of other names, and, like, Kikta, and all these, like, all of these names that I've looked up to since I was, I don't even know how old, like, it was just, like, this moment of, like, oh my god, I can't do this, <laughs> so I sent it to my family, and I remember my brother was, like, what does this mean? I don't know what this is, like, <laughs> cool, <laughs> and my parents had to explain it to him, like, imagine if you were playing with all of your, like, idols <laughs> like you got called to rehearsal with all your idols and he was like oh whoa that's scary how are you feeling so that was kind of like I didn't know what to do and I just kind of talked to my parents about it and just sat there for two days waiting for it to happen and then we go into this rehearsal it's kind of like an audition type they just wanted to see how we moved and if we like fit into the choreography and the variation he teaches is the Margaret Tracy variation and I was like oh my god I was so nervous going into that and like I remember um, Kristen Sagan like pulled me aside right before she was like leaving the studio and she was like you deserve to be here don't shy away like do not think that you're any less than these dancers like you deserve to be in the studio go for it like don't like stand in the back and market like do it and I was like okay yeah I can do this and we start doing it and I know it and everyone else is like how do you know this like it's hard to pick up it's very uncomfortable there's a lot of like flexing and hips forward and some weird steps and like it's, it's foresight. It's not comfortable in your body when you first do it. But I, I had like had the muscle memory from like remembering it. And then after you learn a variation, you always like picture yourself doing it. So I had a year of like dreaming how I would have performed it. And then I was like, oh my God, this is an opportunity. So I, we do it and they're like, okay, you'll like hear from us whether you should keep coming to the rehearsals or not. I think I got an email saying like, like they sent out some emails and I hadn't been called back and then randomly they were like oh actually Naomi you should come to these rehearsals so I show up the next day and there's like they separate us into like which part we're learning like who we're learning 
and like the first cast is Sarah Mearns, Unity Phelan, and Sterling. And then there's like three, like two more casts after them. And then I still hadn't filled into one of them. So I was like the fourth cast understudying Sterling. And so I was like, cool, I get to be in the studio. Like, this is awesome. I was like, yes, they let me come. Like, I get to be a fly on the wall and just like learn and absorb all of this like incredible, it's a masterpiece. Like it's such a great ballet. And so it was just so fun to get to learn it. So I was understanding it. And at the same time, Justin Peck's Prinkopia was being choreographed. And a lot of the dancers who were in that were also understudying or, or dancing in um, Herman Schmerman. So the rehearsals kind of overlapped. So sometimes people wouldn't be able to come especially because usually a new ballet like this being choreographed takes like it takes advantage of like everything else like you always have to go to that rehearsal um and so like I found I think so that happened during Nutcracker and then I found out like I started going into rehearsals probably like in our rehearsal period for winter season so it was like a couple like I had a couple months of like learning it and just like not thinking I was performing it, just like, oh, cool, I'm here. That's awesome. They let me learn it. Awesome. And then I'd say like a month before it happened, uh, before the performance, Sterling was starting to have some like some pain. And that in winter season had like, I think it had Sleeping Beauty and she was Aurora and stuff. And like there was a lot of other ballets going on that like they, like she needed to be healthy. So she had to kind of pull out of some rehearsals and like really take care of her body, which was amazing to watch as a dancer to like see someone take care of themselves and like stand up for themselves and be like I can't do this rehearsal today I'm sorry and so like that was probably the biggest thing I learned <laughs> from that entire experience was like it's okay to say you can't do that today so that was amazing um I mean it not amazing for her but like good that she was standing up for herself and like listening to her body that was such a big like learning experience for me um and then so then I was going in because Brittany, who was the other cast of it, had been in Prinkopia rehearsal and they needed me to go in. And so I was going in for the first cast in rehearsal and I was like, what? I'm dancing next to Sarah Burns. I can't do this. Freaking out again. And then it just kind of became normal that like, I, I was also understanding Prinkopia, but they were just like, just come to the Herman rehearsals because you're the only one that's doing it right now. So like, just come to those. And so I was just kind of doing it, but like didn't expect to get a performance just like, this is my time to do it. So I'm going to do everything I can. And then I'd say a week before the performance, uh, or two weeks before the performance, William Forsyth came and he was going to re-choreograph the beginning. And so I was still working with him and he was choreographing it on me, which was incredible. Like I was in the room and he was choreographing on us and I was in that cast, but like only for rehearsals. And so I was just like part of it and everyone was so kind and like, they were just really encouraging and I think he like we just we got along and he um he was really supportive and then a week before um I got a call saying that I need to come to a costume fitting on the eighth floor at the Rose building and I was like for what <laughs> they're like we just have to see if Sterling's costume fits you just in case and I was like it's a leotard and Sterling and I are completely different people like there's no way I have a really long torso I'm a like I'm a giant compared to Sterling like how is this gonna happen so I'm like trying to get the leotard on and it's like the original Versace costumes it's like a steep cut with like the incredible super high cut leotards it's 
incredible, but like does not fit me. And they're like, okay, how can we do this? Like, oh, maybe if we had to like do it last minute, we could take out some like an inch from the seam and this and that. So they're like kind of trying to see just in case. This is like, you're still not performing, but like you need to go do a costume fitting. And then the next day, it's exactly one week. So the performance is on Thursday and the Thursday before we do a rehearsal. And I remember Sarah and Emily Kikta, who were both like casted in it. Um, they were like first and second cast for that part. They were like, how are you not performing this? Like you've been in every single rehearsal for hours. Like we have a dress rehearsal tomorrow. How are you not doing this? That's crazy. And then at the, and we were just like talking in the back of the studio that day, like during a break. And then that day after the rehearsal, um, Rebecca Crone, who was the ballet mistress for the, or ballet master for the um, ballet, her and Noah came up to me and they were like, you do know you're performing this with the first cast on Thursday, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> no way. And so like, I, I just, I had no idea that I was going to be doing it. Cause like some people had told me that there was, there's like kind of a rumor that if you do a principal role, you ha as an apprentice, you have to get your core contract, which is so not true. But that was like what they had been, some people were saying, they were like, so they can't let you do it technically unless they have to, or they have to give you a contract, which is like not in our contract at all. I don't know why, maybe it needs to be. And so they remembered that from a different time. But it's in other it's companies. It's in other companies, yeah. yeah. So I think they were just like, maybe that's why not, like they're not casting you until like last minute. And I was like, I don't know. I just don't think I'm gonna do it. And then suddenly I was like, oh my God, I'm doing it. Went in for another costume fitting. They tried to make the costume fit me as best as possible, last minute, next day, dress, or I think it was like within two or three days, dress rehearsal with William Forsythe in the audience, with the lights, freaking out. I'm dancing next to my idols. Like, how is this happening? And a week later I was on stage and I wiped out within the first 30 seconds of dancing and then just kind of like let it all rip. I was like, whatever, let's do this. Let's go for it. I already went for it and I felt like can't get worse than this. And it was the most freeing experience, honestly. I've fallen on stage before many times, but I think just like knowing that it couldn't get worse than that. And like, why is falling so bad? Like it, it happened, we're human and then we're gonna move on and I'm gonna dance my heart out for you and I'm gonna be as confident as I can and I'm just gonna go for it. And I, I remember after the performance, I, or like, so there's a pot of sink and then after there's a pot of and we don't bow until the pot of after the part of it ends, we come back on stage and we all bow. So we like fall on the floor and crawl, army crawl off stage. And then I like finally let it hit me that I fell and then all this happened and all the emotions hit me. And I was like crying, of course, cause I was like, oh my God, what happened? Am I hurt? Like, am I okay? Everything, all the emotions were really high. So I like cried a little bit, I got over it. And I was like, you know what? You just did that, wow. I let myself breathe cause it's really hard and I couldn't catch my breath and then I went back on stage and I was like, oh my God, that's gonna be so awkward. They're gonna clap for Sarah Murray and then I'm just gonna be standing there. It's gonna be so uncomfortable. And I went on and they, the audience was incredible and they cheered me on and I just like couldn't, that is a memory that I'll never forget. Like it's, I just couldn't even believe the support that everyone gave me. And then I did like my first curtain call, which was just like a memory that you'll always have and I'll always remember. My bows, I saw videos of them and I was so scared. I like just like kind of quickly bowed my head. And, like, <laughs> ran um, but then we came backstage after the curtain call and Bill Forsyth was like, you should fall again. That was great. <laughs> I was like, what? 
no, I will not fall again. <laughs> like, I got six shows of it, though, so I got to really get used to it and find, com like, being comfortable in the uncomfortable part of it. So that was awesome. And, yeah, it was something that probably is a defining moment in my career and i'm so grateful that they trusted me enough to do it i like i can't even imagine like i think if i were to do it again now i would dance it completely different but it was so fun it really was i also <laughs> i just remember this but that rehearsal that like we auditioned for i had gotten like food poisoning the day before <laughs> so i was like really running on nothing <laughs> And I was super shaky and like kind of like lightheaded. So I was like, oh my God, I danced so poorly. This is going to be so bad. They're never going to call me back. I forgot about that. But yeah, it was kind of just everything just seemed to like not be going my way. And then it was like, oh, just kidding. You're doing this. And oh, just kidding. You've come to rehearsal. And oh, just kidding. You're performing this for the first cast. So that was crazy. It was, yeah. I, for, I like, I still can't understand how that happened, but I'm really grateful that it did. So, that's incredible that's a long story <laughs> that is so it was fun. it's like you don't know what's gonna happen and then yeah boom you're but that's how it goes for a lot that's what it happens a lot in the company that like you're understudying something and whether it's that someone got injured or they like see that you know it enough that they give you a second cast of it um but like i've gotten thrown into a lot of ballets um just because being a professional dancer is hard and injuries happen and I I got thrown into stuff I think my first week in the company I got thrown into Bizet third movement and a premiere of a ballet Judah by Gianna Risen. so I was like what is happening um it was it was scary. I, I had a day to learn third movement Bizet. I was, I was going to go into fourth movement. That was like what I had learned. Rosemary taught it to all the apprentices. We were all going to go into that. And she was like, you're tall. You're going to actually go into third movement because this dancer got injured today. And then I went into Judah also for her. And I was just like, oh my God, this is so scary. So I watched one rehearsal and then the next, and I had a video and I watched it forever. I made up a song. So now whenever I dance it, it's like a song in my head. <laughs> Um, but then, like, I went into it, and it was fine. Like, it, I think just, like, as, as an apprentice or any dancer, any professional dancer, like, you just have to be comfortable with learning something quickly and going into it and having the confidence in yourself. But, like, you're smart. You can do it. <laughs> That's all you can do is try your best. So, yeah, getting thrown into ballets is stressful. Oh, my God. I probably lost a couple years off my life in that first year. <laughs> so I was just so stressed all the time. I didn't sleep. I just watched ballet. It's like, oh my god, do I know this? Do I know like what wing I'm coming off? It counts. But it worked out. It was good. So being in the company is less stressful than being an apprentice, you would say, or? Oof. I think there's different parts of it. I think less stressful in the sense of. I am nervous about whether I belong there and whether I whether I deserve to be in the company. Um, I think I still have like doubts about myself. I think all dancers do. Um, you just, you want to be your best and you want to prove yourself. So I think that part is less stressful, but I think there's also, as you get into the company more and more, they start giving you more, like a bigger load and 
learning how to juggle that and how to take care of your body. And I mean, I had a major injury my like literally before I got to perform as a comp- as a core member. So I this year has been pretty. I only performed in the end of winter season. So I it's been stressful, but I think in a different way. And I think I feel more a part of the family than ever. And I feel. I think I feel like I'm like, okay, I deserve to be here. Like, I just need to do my job and like take care of myself. And this is okay. It's okay to feel like grateful for being here, but it's also important to be like, yeah, I deserve to be here. It's okay. Like, that's okay. And I, I think I just didn't let myself believe that my apprentice year. So I think that caused, I think I put the stress on myself more than anyone else put the stress on me. I'm sure they were also like kind of putting pressure on us and like testing the water, seeing what we could handle. But I didn't even notice that part. It's more just pressure that you put on yourself. Yeah. Cool. I feel the pressure part. It's just like, I guess it's being a dancer, the dancer mindset. We've got that like perfectionism drilled into us. I know. I hope that's like one thing that when we come back out of this whole, um, this whole pandemic that like, we're kinder to ourselves and to each other as dancers. I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have the perfect ballet body, which does not exist, or the perfect, like, perfect technique, which, yeah, you can work towards perfect technique, but, like, if your body can't do something, you have to find a different way to do it. Like, no one's the same. Everyone's technique is going to be a little different, and that's okay. But I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect that like we kind of forget to be ourselves as well and i think i hope that we're kinder to ourselves when we all come out of this and that we we focus even more on artistry and dancing because we love it not that like we shouldn't make sure we have good fits and pointed toes and cross tondus and all of the things because that's what makes ballet so great but like we need to be kinder to ourselves and not put so much pressure to like be like someone else like just be ourselves and that'll be better yeah Yeah, that's that's like the good part of this pandemic is we're stuck with our own minds so it's either be positive and bring ourselves up or get stuck in the bad stuff and bring ourselves down and you want to bring yourselves up and yourself up and yeah. get something you have like a like are you dancing in your apartment right now yeah I've got a little Marley square and a bar yeah same I'm dancing in my kitchen right now or like on my patio and I think something that's been really helpful for my artistry and just like my dancing in general has been not having a mirror I feel my body so much more and I think I also just like let myself dance more when I'm not looking at myself in a mirror and I'm not like judging myself on my body or like anything else. I'm just like, I'm, I'm me and I'm dancing and that's great right now. And it feels so freeing. And like, I feel myself in space more. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, I think it's kind of been eye opening that I need to stop looking at the mirror so much. So maybe that's another plus side we can take out of this. I was in class today and my teacher said, you guys, when you do passe to like you're doing passe and then 
Croze to the front in Adagio and then to the side and then like what she's like you guys are looking at the mirror but there's no mirror so what are you doing <laughs> you're just it's muscle memory you're like it's like we like if we do that and we do that without a mirror like what are we doing on stage then <laughs> how are we why are we looking like that so yeah I think just kind of like being present in our bodies when we're dancing has been for me I've been more present when I'm dancing which has been really really fun um I mean it's not fun to like kick your table every time you lift your leg but it's okay yeah staying home is what I have to do what I do to like do my part and help out as much as I can like it's a small price to pay you know um dancing in our kitchens and it could be so much worse yeah we could have music we're creating art we're getting to move and let our souls live and yeah yeah it's actually turned into a positive thing (laughs) like despite despite everything it's it's we're still dancing it's true i feel like a lot of people whether they were like into the arts before or not, I feel like a lot of people have been turning to the arts in this time. And it's like, whether that's movies, TV, or like books, poetry, painting, music, dance, like I think a lot of it is becoming more accessible to everyone, which is really awesome. Like we are, we're having a, a virtual spring season right now on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, and like, I think, I think it's been a good time for people to realize that like what helps feed their soul and like what helps them stay hopeful and positive. And even if it's not, it just what helps them feel right now, whether that's grief or a little light at the end of the tunnel or just anything. I think people are really used to just being on their phones or just like kind of numbing everything and just being like, I can't think about it or, and like being, going to, going and seeing the ballet or watching it on your TV right now or on YouTube right now. It's like a way of escaping, but also you get, you kind of let your like, your body feel everything and your mind can like process what's going on without, I don't know, that's, it's my way of almost like meditation or something. It's like watching ballet and seeing seeing beauty and letting myself escape into a world and then I feel everything and then I come back and I'm like okay I can like really process this I can write about what I'm feeling like this is what's going on in my life this is what's going on in my world right now like what can I do to change it and so that's like my way of that's how art helps me and so I hope other people are finding that and when we do come out of this they remember that the arts kind of helped them first of all they remember that the nurses and doctors and everyone on the front lines and all of the essential workers helped us and we are stay forever grateful to them and we support them right now as well and i hope that when we do when we are able to come back we can dance for them and show them our gratitude in that way we're dancing for them now and we're staying home and dancing for them now um but i hope that people also remember that the arts helped get them through it um helped keep their soul get their soul through it or like you know 
Yeah. It's what's getting me through the long days and the hard days because it's a roller coaster and there's good days and there's bad days, but darts have been helping. <laughs> totally. Well, thank you for this amazing interview. I'm so happy that I got to talk to you and catch up and learn more about you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Dancer Talks. My name is McCall Sheets, and it was such a pleasure to be your host. Don't forget to subscribe to my podcast channel. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and our channel on balletproject.tv. Keep dancing, and I hope to see you soon on our next podcast.